0: Hello, this is Evangelist Valerie Laurie, coming to you with sharing the Word of God. Amen. We are so happy to be here for another podcast, and this week we're going to be coming with the Preached Gospel for Sunday. So turn in your Bibles to Luke, the book of Luke chapter 6, and we're going to start at that 31st verse, and it reads like this. And as ye would that men should do to you, do ye also to them likewise. For if ye love them which love you, what thank have you? Sinners also love those that love them. And if ye do good to them which do good to you, what thank have ye? For sinners also do even the same. And if you lend to them whom ye hope to receive, what thank have ye? For sinners also lend to sinners to receive as much again. But love your enemies, and do good, and lend, hoping for nothing again. And your reward shall be great, and you shall be called the children of the highest. For he is kind unto the unthankful and to the evil. And then go over to verse 43 through 45, and it reads, For a good man bringeth not forth corrupt fruit, neither doth a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. For every tree is known by the fruit, by its own fruit. For of thorns men do gather figs, nor of a bramble bush gather they grapes. A good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, bringeth forth that which is good, and an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is evil. For of the abundance of the heart his mouth speaketh. Amen. And from these passages of scriptures, we're going to be talking about love. That in and of itself is a simple message the message of love. And throughout the Gospels, we see that the Lord, he came and he presented love to the earth. One of the most famous passages of scriptures that we knew as a child, we were taught as a child, is the passage that comes from John 3, verse 16, and it says, For God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And that 17th verse says, For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. So, In our culture today, from what we've seen of what God tells us in the Bible, that when Jesus came to earth, Jesus came to earth for every man. He came to shed his blood so that every man could be put back right in right standing with God. He was the sacrifice that would die on Calvary's cross for every man. So, I guess you say, Evangelist Larry, why are you telling me this? I already know that. Well, what I'm trying to show is I'm trying to show that His love extended to those who are good. His love extended to those that are evil. And so what I'm saying is that God is wanting us to love mankind, to love people. We don't necessarily... Have to agree with everything that people do, but God expects us to have a certain behavior towards men, and that behavior comes under what He has written in His Word. So, I guess you say, then, are you telling me, Evangelist Lara, are you telling me that I'm supposed to love people who go out and and just sinfully hurt people and kill people and all of those things and wicked people such as that. Am I supposed to condone the behavior? You don't condone the behavior. But there is an expectation that we walk according to the love of God that is in the Bible. The Bible tells us that Jesus, that God, he will chase he him. Will, he will punish evildoers. So we do have to follow the standards that God has set that when men come up, such as what we're seeing in our nation now with mass shootings and people who are killing people and hurting people and causing that type of harm, you have to come to the point where you do settle that with the law. You do have to have laws that apply because God placed... those who regulate crime and and deal with people who do those type of criminal behaviors, they are put here under the mandate of God to deal with evildoers. But what I'm talking about today is I'm talking about the behavior that God expects out of us that we need to walk in love towards each other. So you stop and you look. And in our world today, there are so many different things that are happening that are out here right now. We've got hatred that seems to be running rampant, rampant across America. We've got people hating each other because of skin color. We've got people hating Asians because of the coronavirus. We've got people fighting up against education, uh, the educators, because they don't want to wear masks, mask. And we've got educators trying to protect. We've got marriages that are on the rocks. We've got friendships and relationships that are in shambles some right now. We've got people who are walking up and beating people who are gay. We've got old people being assaulted? What's happening in our world? So it is to the point where we go back and we have to, as preachers and as pastors and as leaders, we got to again, once again, begin to preach that thing called love. Love. The Bible says that love covers a multitude of evil a multitude of evil in the Bible, Jesus was asked a question and Jesus was asked a question from a lawyer. And when Jesus was here on the earth, people tried to trip him up, get him caught up so that he would say something wrong. And so in the book of Matthew, we see there's a conversation that goes on between a lawyer and Jesus and the lawyer asks Jesus a question. And that's in Matthew Twenty-two. He asked Jesus a question. You can find that long about uh, verse number 35. He asked Jesus a question. And the question that he asked the Lord was he asked him and he said to him, Master, what's the greatest commandment in the law? And you know, Jesus, he answered the question, but he knew the intent behind it. But he went on and he answered what the lawyer had asked him. And this is what Jesus said when he asked him what is the greatest commandment in the law and Jesus said that you shall love the Lord thy God with all thy heart with all thy soul with all thy mind this is the first and the great commandment and he said the second is like unto it thou shall love thy neighbor as thyself On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. So God is telling, Jesus is telling him that you got to put God first. You got to love God. And we saw that when Jesus came here, he was showing forth the love of the father So he came and Jesus educated and he laid the foundation that we are to build our lives on. We're to build our lives on love. We are to love our neighbors. The question came up once before in the Bible. Who is my neighbor? Well, your neighbor is those whom you can see. So the thing is, is as we are Christians and I'm speaking to Christians and I'm going to speak to people who are not Christians this world, as we know it right now is full of hatred, but there is love that is here too, because God still got some good people out here that are showing love. So I don't want the enemy to think that he's out trumping God because that's never going to happen. Love will prevail. Love always prevails. God's God will win this battle, but God needs some servants God needs some people that will stand up for what He wants uh, in this world, he, that will stand up and that will present the character that the Lord wants us to present to show that we are Christian. So the question is, Is are you walking in that love? This, this message is just about love. That's all it's going to be about. I remember seeing videos, and some of you, if you've been on YouTube, that you've seen the videos of t- a little boy running down the sidewalk, and then there's a commercial that they're running on television now. There's a little boy running down the sidewalk to meet—I don't think it's a little girl—and he's hollering, "Lillian, Lillian!" And they they run, and he runs to her and he hugs her. That's love, and it's it's associated with being. Us being on lockdown for almost a year. Not being able to socialize. I think that that is why they are running it. But that is love. So the thing is. Is that God expects us. To love our neighbors. Just like the good Samaritan. Who saw. The the man by the road. And he stopped to help him. When other religious people passed by. He stopped to help him. And he put him up in a hotel and he told the attendant to take care of him. And when he came back, he'd take care and pay for whatever needed to be taken care of. So God expects you and I to walk in love towards each other. To walk in the God kind of love. I'm not talking about Eros love today, but I'm talking about agape love. And so he shed his blood on Calvary for sinners. You used to be a sinner. I used to be a sinner. We used to run rampant, doing whatever we wanted to do, just doing living, living life carnally. We habitually sin. We habitually uh, transgress the Word of God. But when we were born again, and we were transformed. Uh, by the renewing of our mind and we conform. He transformed us by the renewing of our mind. He transformed us with the blood of Jesus washing our sins away. And we made a conscious decision to conform to the word of God. What God says, because we love him, we obey the Lord. Do we always get it right? That's the problem with Christianity. Sometimes we build it up so big that we make other people think we never make mistakes. Yes, we do make mistakes as Christians. But what we do is we go and we ask forgiveness and we get it under the blood. We have to submit ourselves daily unto God. The Holy Ghost is there living on the inside of every believer. Every believer has got the help on the inside. Christ in them, the hope of glory. And then that Christ in us, that hope of glory, Christ speaks to us. The Holy Spirit speaks to us when it comes into our relationships one with another. When it comes to to us with our relationships with our neighbors and fellow human beings. The Holy Ghost will always say to us uh, he'll speak to us if we're going to do something that is contrary to the word of God. Holy Ghost will speak up. Nobody listening to me can tell me that the Holy Ghost is not on his job. Holy Ghost is always going to lead and guide you in the direction that you should go. The thing about it is, is will you listen and will you hear to the voice that God is speaking when the Holy Ghost is speaking to you. So this is the thing that I want you to see, that Jesus came and he died on that cross and he died on that cross for every man to have the right to have his blood, to have his life, to be changed, to be changed into a Christian, to be transformed, and then to have that opportunity to be saved and to have the Holy Ghost living on the inside of them. That was the love that Jesus showed. And then for God to send his only begotten son for us to die on the cross for us. That is the love of God. So if God can do that to send his only begotten son. And then if Jesus can die on, on Calvary's cross and take on your sins and mine. Surely you and I can learn to love our brothers and our sisters. Amen. I know that. God is watching from heaven and I know that what the Lord wants is God wants us to begin to re-preach this thing, re-preach the power of a living God, re-preach it and get into the minds of the people that God, he is real, that this is what God is mandating of mankind. We don't have to keep walking and stumbling and walking and stumbling when it comes into relationships with each other. First of all, we got to love. Of the Lord our God. Amen. First of all, we got to love God and put him first. Put his word first. Amen. Because his word didn't come to kill us. His God's word came to heal us. God's word came to give us an abundant life. God's word came to save us. God's word came to give us fulfillment and enjoyment. God's love came to give us that protection. His word protects us from evil. God's word, it comes down, it's a light unto our feet. It's a lamp unto our pathway. If we will listen and heed this thing that God is telling us. So he is keen on how we treat each other. But the problem sometimes is is that we hold on to things that were in our past. We hold on to things and prejudices and we hold on to how we were taught. or We hold on to past hurts and unforgiveness. We hold on to things that we need to be letting go of. I remember when you as a person did this to me in 1942. And then it is already 2021, but you're still holding on to things from your past. Uh, You might be one who was raised a certain sort of way and you were raised that uh, black folks and white folks ought not to get together. You were taught by somebody that 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 uh, Jews are all about the money. And so you get these prejudices on the inside because it was put on you in the beginning and you were taught that that's the hatred that you were taught it's rooted deep down inside but Jesus came so that he could get sin up out of us and you may have that deep down on the inside of you right now thinking that one race because it's not your race is not as good as your race and don't get it twisted that racism just goes from from the white man hating the black man black men can hate the white men. The Asian can hate the American. The Asian can hate us. Mexicans can hate each other. Mexicans can hate white folks. White folks can hate Mexicans. I'm putting us all in the same boat because we got the choice to make a decision that we are going to love people based on people. We're not going to look at racial skin color. We're not going to look at ethnicities, but we're going to see people as the creations of God. Do we have to agree with everything that everybody does? We don't have to agree, but our behavior towards each other has to be within the lines of what God says in his word. Amen. So how would you feel? If somebody, you just on the street corner one day and somebody just see you and just walk up and slap you. You don't know them from Adam House Cat. How would you feel about that? And then when if they were caught and they were stopped and somebody the, the law asked them, why did you slap them? I just didn't like them because I, I, I just was taught not to like them. I don't like what they do. So I just walked up and slapped them. That's not right. That is not of the Spirit of God. Let me tell you one thing that Paul said in the Bible. And Paul was a man who who persecuted Christians initially. But he persecuted them, but one day on the Damascus Road, he met Jesus. And after he met Jesus, he changed in his behavior towards Christians. Some of us need a Damascus road experience that we will change in our behavior towards other people and learn to walk in love. But after Paul had changed, he made a statement and he made a statement over in Philippians three. And he says in Philippians three and 13, Paul makes this statement and he says this, he says, brethren, brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. Paul was a Hebrew of Hebrew. Paul was well-respected within the Jewish community and he was educated, but looking at his life, compared to where he was in God. Paul didn't think anything of that. As matter of fact, Paul called those things that he had attained done. But he was for you, he was forgetting those things which were behind, even in his persecution of Christians. And Paul says, I have wronged no man. The question is is how can he say he had wronged no man when he had uh, Persecuted folks, he had consented at the stoning of Stephen. Yet, because of the blood of Jesus washing his sins away, God had given him a new opportunity. Jesus gave him a new opportunity. And we see that Paul is the writer who wrote most of the books in the New Testament. So what I'm saying is, is that Paul said that he forgot those things which are behind. What does it mean when we come to love each other? It means that sometimes when we've we've been taught certain things about hatred and mistreating people, even if we are prejudiced because of our because of the difference in uh, race races or we're president prejudiced because of people's lifestyles, I'm not here to make the argument for anybody's lifestyle. I'm not here to make the argument for anybody's race. I am just saying that every human being was created by God. Every human being was created by God. And we have that responsibility to act towards them as creatures that were created in the image of God. God. We have the responsibility to go by what God's word says. So for those of those who were created and who forsake God's word, we have to obey God's word and doing what it says when you deal with evildoers, That's what I'm saying. But Paul said, I forget those things which are behind. What are the things that you need to forget? Do you need to forget how somebody did you wrong? Do you need to forget how you were raised and the culture that you grew up in? Do you need to forget that you you might have just started to hate somebody because of just things that are on the inside of you, forgetting those things which are behind. So why did Paul say that? He says, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Jesus Christ. So if, if the Holy Ghost is on the inside of you and I, just like the little child that was running down the street, he didn't know all that stuff about hatred. All he knew was that from a distance, he saw his friend, and he was he was running down to meet his friend, saying, Lillian, Lillian, and he hugged his friend. He didn't have all that built up in him. So I wonder, what would it be like if grown folks like you and I could run down the street to meet somebody that we hadn't seen in a long time. I wonder what it would be like if we didn't turn our heads from the man who's sitting out on the street corner and he really looks like what we would call quote-unquote a bum, but you don't know what that person has been through. God expects you and I to love God expects you and I to put God first, to love him first, hallelujah, to love God first. And God says that we got to give everything to the love of God. When we do that, then we know how to love our fellow human beings. When we got that Holy Ghost living on the inside of us, that Holy Spirit will speak to us and it will show us how to love the person who is in front of us. Is love always? You got to know how to love. What is God telling you to do in your love walk towards that person? The Holy Spirit will speak to you and he will tell you how to show that person love. Sometimes we think that loving a person is always giving them things. That's not what love is always about. Love is listening to the voice of God. Love is loving and, and walking in that word. But when you listen to the voice of God to show you how to love somebody then when God shows you how to love somebody that means that you are working with God. God might not want you to give if a person needs money. God might not want you to give a person money. God's love, the the love that you show may be that God is telling you to give that person advice because God may be trying to teach that person something, but God may tell you to give that person money. That's why you got to stay rooted and grounded in the word of God. You got to stay connected to him. So if God is working with a person and God is trying to teach that person, then we got to flow with God. Just like the river, the water that goes down the river, it runs a certain way. We don't have to swim upstream trying to go up against the river, but we go with the flow of God. Lord, show me how to love like you want me to love. Show me how to give that agape love. I want you to see something, and it's in first Corinthians chapter 13, and I'm going to read it from the amplified version as to what is love. You can go back and read the King James version, but I want to read it from the amplified version because it speaks in 2021 language and it does add a few things to it, but it makes it a little bit easier to understand what love is. And we're talking about that, that kind of agape love. And it starts off in 1 Corinthians 13, verse 4 through 8. It says, love endures with patience and serenity. Love is kind and thoughtful and is not jealous or envious. Love does not brag and is not proud and arrogant. It is not rude, it is not self-seeking, it is not provoked. And then they add to it, nor overly sensitive and easily angered. It does not take into account a wrong endured. It says, it does not rejoice at injustice, but rejoices with the truth. And it adds, when right and truth prevail. Love bears all things, regardless of what comes. It believes all things. And then they add, looking for the best in each other, hopes all things. And they add, it remains steadfast during difficult times. It endures all things. And it adds, without weakening, love never fails. And then they add in parentheses, it never fades nor ends. That is the type of character that God expects us to live up to with each other. How many times have we lost patience with each other? How many times have we been unthoughtful? of the other person how many times have we looked and been jealous of somebody or envious of somebody how many times have we been proud and have we been arrogant so this is like an exam a check off exam that you would check off if you've done these things and if you need to change how many times have we been rude to somebody else How many times have we wanted to get things done for ourselves and not really been concerned about somebody else? How many times have we rejoiced when somebody else failed? So how many times have we given up on others, thrown in the towel and said, get you. How many times have we just said, I'm not loving you anymore? Love never fails. Now that is a word of God that he expects us to walk by his word. Did you get an A on that quiz that I just gave you? Or did you get an F? The thing about it is, is if you got an A, wonderful. If you got an F, repent and do better. Amen. Love never fails. In our scriptures, it goes to the point that as we would that men should do, to us, we need to do to them. So I've laid the foundation that God wants us to love whom we see. God wants us to love our fellow man. How the Bible says, "How can you love God in whom you've never seen?" And then you gonna walk around here and and not love people that you can see. Amen. And then. I think God speaks so much about our love walk because he knows what's in us. He says for us to love people that are difficult to love because he loved sinners by dying on the cross for every man. We got to love those who are difficult to love. He says if we're just going to love folks that love us, What thank have we for that? Especially with us being Christians. Amen. Because sinners can love people who love them. But if once you step out in Christ and you are Christian, you got to learn how to love the unlovable. Amen. And if you do good to them which do good to you, what thank have you? You got to love folks that they don't even treat you right. Your heart might get hurt sometimes and it's never promised to you that once you become Christian, that your life is going to be a bed of ease with people. But Jesus, he died on the cross for people who hurt him. Amen. He was here doing good and they still hung him on the cross, but that was the plan of God. It says if you lend to people. We ain't supposed to expect anything back in return. And it says to love our enemies. And I stopped by to tell you, everybody's not going to like you. Jesus had enemies and there are enemies for God. But yet and still in God's great world, he lets the rain fall on the just as well as the unjust. He sends the sunshine on the just as well as the unjust. And he keeps everything going for all of us, whether we love him or not. That is the love of God. And so he expects it. So it's that we are to be conformed to the word of God. We got a choice that we can live by God's word and love people. It says for a good tree and back in Luke 6 A good tree bringeth not forth corrupt fruit. Neither doth a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. So brother and sister listening to me, and I'm getting ready to wrap this up. The question is, is are you corrupt or are you good? The Bible says a good tree bringeth not forth corrupt fruit. So if you've been born again, and the Holy Ghost is living on the inside of you, you good fruit. But you got to make the conscious choice to walk by God's word. We got to make the conscious choice to yield to the Holy Ghost. We got to make the conscious choice that when the Holy Ghost tells us how to interact with a person, that's what we got to do. Neither doth a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit, So if you see somebody always doing evil towards somebody, the word of God, let me read it again. I don't care how you try to fix it up, how you try to make it seem, how you try to make that person out to be a saint. The Bible says that neither doth a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. So there's something wrong in the heart of somebody who's always doing evil towards somebody else. Somebody who's always doing evil, they do not have a repentant heart. Their heart is not right with the Lord. It says, "For every tree is known by its own fruit." If you're going to be evil towards people and you're going to be you're going to be evil and not show love to other people, then I don't see how You can be in line with the word of God because what's in line with the word of God acts like God. It acts like the father. It acts like the son. It produces the fruit from the Holy Spirit's leading and guiding. If it's not producing what God says it's supposed to produce, then it is not of God. I don't care how you try to fix it up. I don't care how rich it is. I don't care what it looks like, how pretty it is. If the fruit that is producing is not that that is corresponding with love, it is not of God. God says, A good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, bringeth forth that which is good. An evil man, out of the evil treasure of his heart, bringeth forth that which is evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks. So whatever is in a man's heart, it's going to come out. Whatever is in a man's heart, let me say it again. It's going to come out. i say it one more time. Whatever is in a man's heart, it's going to come out. So my question is, I asked this in another podcast. It says as a commercial That what's in your wallet? Then I'm asking what's in your heart? What's in your heart that's coming out? And we're talking about love towards fellow men. What's in your heart that is coming out? Are you putting God first and loving God first? And then you can come into right relationship with men, mankind. Read it again. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart, bringing forth that which is good. And an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart, bringing forth that which is evil. For of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaketh. God wants us to walk in love. And that's walking in love for every man. God wants us to have patience and serenity with each other, to be kind and to be thoughtful. And I've already preached and I have already given the examples of what God wants. I hope that with this message, that you will think about some of these things. And is it in your life and is, is it in your world? Is it what you're producing? The Amplified Version says, love is not rude, self-seeking easily provoked doesn't rejoice in injustice Hmm. love bears all things believes all things Hmm. love never fails and it never fades nor ends that is the agape love of God so this has been our message for today And I want to reflect it back to you. As I close my Bible, and I want you to close your eyes, and I want you to think about your life, and think about the grace that God has shown on you. Think about the many blessings that God has given to you. Think about the shed blood of Jesus Christ that He shed on the cross for you. Think about your days going in and going out, and every day how God has watched over you and watched over your family. Think about how God has provided for you. Think about that even if your needs may have been slacking on some days, God still somehow made a way. And did he do all of that because you and I were perfect? Did I get all of that because I was perfect? That I got it right every day. And if we can be honest, we know that we needed that blood of Jesus. We needed his mercy. We know that we didn't get it right every day. But God's grace and mercy covered us every day. So if we can look and we can say, thank God for what you did for for me or what he did for you then we ought to have that same grace and that mercy towards others. So if we can help, help. Show the love of God. Show the love to men that God has showed to us. His love for us has never faded away. So this is the end of this podcast. And I hope that I have shared something that's going to be uplifting and help you along the way. We always love to preach the gospel and we ask that you will hit the share button. If after you listen to this podcast and send it to somebody, help me to preach the gospel and share the gospel. You never know who needs to hear a word from a word from the Lord. We've got many people that are home still because of COVID-19 and we've got many people who can't even get out even if we didn't have covid they are homebound we ask you to share the word of god with them and to send this podcast to some of the people who are homebound and i hope that some kind of way that i can get the message out a little bit more to individuals that are um where they can't won't be able to get to a local church. It may be that some kind of way I can get the ministry into um, the prisons. However, God wants to lead, but we want to spread the word of God. And I am asking for your help. I am asking you to share the podcast with somebody and help me to get this word of God out. We are believing God for great things for the believers, but we got to walk close by God. Listen to the voice of God and just praise him for all that he's done. This is Evangelist Valerie Lowry coming to you with sharing the word of God. Thank you for listening to this podcast and I pray God's blessings upon you. Until we meet again, be blessed and bye-bye.